Next, we have Sandile. <gasps> that's that's a new Pokemon. That's new Pokemon. That's a new Pokemon. That's all there is to say about this. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Team Go Rocket brings an exciting new feature. Watch yourself. The new guy looks pretty by sharp. I know poison is sort of a dark subject, but what about a little extra of both in the wild? Hold on to your hats, battlers. Go Battle Knight and Flying Cup are back on the calendar. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 114 for October 13th. Well, that's the day we're recording, of course. And it is again, you guessed it, another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. And with me, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Kyle. What's going on, Kyle? Not much. Not much is going on. Yeah? Well. Yeah, just just enjoying time off of work. That's what uh, I'm doing. That's right. That's right. You've got you've got a week to yourself, don't you? Yes, I do. So you, you better set some uh, some lengthy, far-reaching goals by the end of the week. You've got all this time to work, right? So, I mean. <laughs> time to sleep. Yeah, something, something like that. But anyway, uh, before we get started here, before we tuck into the episode, shout out to two brand new patrons, Hugh and Steve. Thanks to the two of you for your patronage. We hope that you're enjoying the Discord so far, and we're looking forward to getting to know you better. Thanks so much again. Mr. Kyle, speaking of goals, let's back it up a little bit. Let's uh, rewind the tape. That's not what rewinding sounds like. But uh, we set some goals last week uh, that were actually kind of, in retrospect, a little hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so. Uh, We're going to have you go first, and we'll go in order here. Did you do the Meowth research and finish it? I did. I did. You did? Awesome. Okay. Good deal. Did you catch a shiny Giratino? No, I didn't. I understand. I understand. What about 200,000 Stardust? Did you accrue that? I did not. Oh, Kyle. <laughs> All right. One out of three. 33%. Yeah. Hey, uh, you might yet be better than I am because I have four goals that I set. I wanted to hit 1.7 million Stardust and that did not happen. Woof. Meowth Research definitely did do that. Shiny Giratino did not do that. Sawsbuck, I did. So uh, I guess... Two out of four? It got you beat, dude. It's because you didn't take that fourth goal. I told you. You should have that Sawsbuck. Sawsbuck was an easy one. You're right. I even it's got the that, easy one. So. Right. Right. Hey, did you end up getting one, though, anyway, or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. So Mahalo in the Discord pointed out that the fall Sawsbuck, the the leaves on, on its antlers almost look like fried shrimp. And it's in, it's incredible. I can't unsee it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I love it. I want to see what the point is yeah it's very funny i love it (laughs) oh my god yeah um but anyway let's skip right into the news then shall we and here's the news we're going to talk about the meowth research today really quick because it just happened i want to know three things kyle i want to know your thoughts your feelings and then lastly your concerns Uh, you don't actually have to do them in that order i just want to know but just a really quick overview this last saturday was a meowth based research day and by that i mean it was an alolan meowth research day um and it was all day on saturday there was 19 pages of tasks to do (laughs) and the rewards were some items some stardust pokeballs berries and the like but also 
Oh, a million and a half Alolan Meowth, a handful of Cantonian Meowth. And like two Galarian Meowth. Right, exactly. So, Kyle, how did you feel about the event? What was your experience? Honestly, very neutral. I don't I don't have any strong thoughts one way or another. I already had one shiny Alolan Meowth going into it, so I wasn't super invested in getting everything done to try and get as many attempts as I could in. Sure. But the tasks were easy enough that I did them casually when I went out to like get lunch and then while I was sitting around the house. So that was kind of nice. Okay. How did you feel about the um the way that the event was marketed and then the meowths that we then received? I guess just for me, I wasn't reading too much into it. I just heard meowth and I'm like, okay, I don't care which meowth it is anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true well the reason i ask is because uh i mean the marketing material around it the promotional copy around it said yes it was meowth research day featuring alolan meowth and so okay yeah cool there's a a definite focus on the alolan meowth aspect of it but i saw a lot of sentiment around uh of people being like oh i kind of was expecting more cantonian meowth you know and, and definitely more than two galarian meowth so uh, i just yeah. heard that feedback and you know i didn't really care either but did you get any shinies, Kyle? That's what I really want to know. I did. I got one. The very Ooh. first one I claimed was a shiny. What? Wow. Yeah. Man, I <laughs> bet I was you like, was chasing done. that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you're not done until it's listed under your completed research list. That's how I view I, it. I was so close to just not even doing it, but it lasted long enough that I was able to just do it super casually. Sure. Like sure. you probably could have finished that inside of an hour if you were going hard at it. That's true. I was not going hard at it. I was. Uh, it took me three hours to do kind of casually. Uh, but oh, man, I wish that there had been a number on there so I knew where I was because I know. I know. Thought. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. 19 pages of tasks is good when you know there's 19 pages. It's not good when you're like, okay, when's the end of this? I, all of this looks the same. I really thought they would lear, have learned. I really thought they would have learned from Snubble Day, which had the exact same problem. It felt like it went forever. Right, right, exactly. But uh, you didn't ask Kyle, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I got two shiny meows. Just, so we're even. Just saying. Yeah. Oh, you have. Oh, that's right. You said you had one before. Dang it. Yes. Well, I guess we have. We both have our completed Alone Meowth line then. Awesome. Well, enough about that. I mean, other than that, I suppose really quick, it was a good experience. It was fun. It's nice to have to do. But uh, I, I personally like research days. Kyle, I hope you do, too. We'll revisit the idea of research days later on in the show. So I don't want to get too much into it right now. But moving right along here in the news updates to events. Gold Battle Night and Flying Cup. Oh, <laughs> this sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Here's the copy. Here's what it says. Go Battle Night and the accompanying Flying Cup have been postponed to November 5th. Oh, it's a birthday present to me, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning at 6 p.m. local time and running until November 6th at 12 a.m. local time. Uh, so there's going to be, you know, the six hours you can do your 100 matches, that sort of stuff. Oh so God. it's going to be interesting. Very interesting to see. Um, I, this is going to happen on a Saturday you might be able to stream it. Oh, no, it's going to happen on a Thursday. I'm sorry. Hey, that's the night we're already streaming. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But um, I'm really hoping that it actually stays. And I hope that if they reschedule it, they give us a reason this time. I, I mean, if they reschedule it, we're not getting a reason. Come on. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, this is the third date it's been moved to. So that's yeah. a possibility. Right. But there's really not a whole lot to say about that until we can actually get into it, get our hands on the event. So we'll leave that where it is. 
Our next piece of news is a big one, the strange eggs event. So here's what the article had to say. Remember when we predicted that different Pokemon might be hatching from eggs soon due to the temperature change? I remember that. While it's true that different Pokemon will be hatching from eggs, we might have been a bit naive with our initial assessment. (laughs) It turns out Team Go Rocket has been collecting a new type of egg called strange eggs. These eggs seem to hatch poison-type Pokemon, dark-type Pokemon, and Pokemon that acquire one of these types via evolution. Fortunately, it doesn't seem that the Pokemon hatching from these eggs have been harmed in any way, but regardless, Team Go Rocket's activities are always a little worrisome. True. True. I don't think they have permits for those balloons, but that's just me. Anyway, this is an event. When is it happening? Monday, October 12th at 1 p.m. to Monday, October 19th at 10 p.m., PDT. So this is already live. This is happening this week. It's going through to next Monday, the 19th, uh, as of this recording next Monday, I suppose. Features include strange eggs have been appearing in Pokemon Go. According to Spark's early research, the following poison type Pokemon, dark type Pokemon, and Pokemon that acquire one of these types of evolution can hash on these eggs. Larvitar, Scraggy, Trubbish, and Vullaby, though there may be even more. More on that later, right, Kyle? That's right. (laughs) Defeat a Team Go Rocket leader to receive a strange egg and walk 12 kilometers to hatch it. You'll need to have space in your egg inventory before you battle with Sierra, Cliff, or Arlo in order to receive a strange egg. Strange eggs will continue to be available in Pokemon Go after the event ends. Kyle, have you gotten a strange egg yet? No. I'm incubating three right now. Oh, my God. I've got a good feeling about it. I'm thinking three trubbish, three trubbish. (laughs) Let's do it. No, let's run it back. And an Absol. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Ugh. Eggs placed in incubators during the event will require one quarter the normal walking distance to hatch. So, for example, I put my twelve kilometer eggs, all three of them, into super incubators, and they're only going to take two kilometers to hatch, which is really nice. For the first time since March, new Team Go Rocket special research will be available. Join Professor Willow as he and the team leaders investigate Team Go Rocket's involvement with strange eggs, culminating in a battle with Giovanni himself. This is the last Team Go Rocket special research in 2020. If you currently have the Shadowly Threat Grows special research from earlier this year, you'll need to complete it first before you can obtain this new special research. Looks like people have the work cut out for them then if you just weren't sitting on it. Oh, boy. Poison type (laughs) and dark type Pokemon will be appearing more often in the wild. This is, I think, the best part of this event. Look forward to encountering Spinarak, Houndour, Poochiena, Gulpin, Stunky, Purloin, and more. There is an exceptional number of shiny checks. Yes. Poochiena and Houndour in particular, which is nice. Team Go Rocket will be more active than usual. Keep an eye out for Team Go Rocket taking over more Pokestops and Team Go Rocket balloons appearing more often. Take a snapshot for a surprise. It seems to be kind of randomized. People don't know what they're going to get. It's like two snapshots a day that's happening right now. And lastly, Team Go Rocket avatar items are now available in the shop. Perhaps you could use these avatar items to infiltrate and investigate Team Go Rocket. Go forth, trainer. Okay, wearing them does not let you infiltrate them, but I will say putting on the cliff set gives you muscles. So, you know, that's still a bonus. That's cool. It's cool. Yeah. And lastly, here's a little bit more copy from the announcement. In addition, we've heard reports that Team Go Rocket Grunts are now using the following shadow Pokemon, Diglett, Shelter, Slowpoke, Aerodactyl, and Skarmory. Team Go Rocket leaders also appear to be using Shadow Growlithe, Shadow Drowsy, and Shadow Almanite. If you're incredibly lucky, you might be able to rescue a shiny version of one of these shadow Pokemon. Finally, defeat Giovanni for a chance to rescue Shadow Mewtwo. We had to pause really quick. 
you rescue him, don't purify him. That's not what that means. Don't do that. You want to keep your Shadow Mewtwo. This is the first time Shadow Mewtwo is available in Pokemon Go outside of the Rocket Straight to Victory special research, which was exclusive to Pokemon Go Fest 2020. After this event begins on Monday, October 12th at 1 p.m., you will be able to save Shadow Mewtwo and Shadow Pokemon from Giovanni, the Team Go Rocket leaders, and Grunts when those Team Go Rocket members are piloting Team Go Rocket balloons. However, you won't be able to encounter the Team Go Rocket leaders next Shadow Pokemon or Shadow Mewtwo from Pokestops until the next day in your local time. Fortunately, that issue is not behind us because it's been enough time. So if you're hearing this for the first time now, you're clear. Pokestops and balloons should act the same. All right. That was a lot of information, Kyle. I want to hear your opinion because I know you're sitting on it. Uh, aside from the fact that I think the words Team Go Rocket appear 32 times in this one announcement. Oh, yeah. I had to say it. I, yeah, I can confirm. <laughs> Please. We need an acronym or something. I don't know. Yeah, TGR is fine. <laughs> or just Go Rocket would be fine, too. I don't know. Okay, but, but, but the eggs. Tell, tell me about the eggs, Kyle. I don't care very much it's cool that there's now a consistent reward after the team leaders that's Mm -hmm. exciting yes but what the reward is is not very exciting to me especially as we're going to talk about just a little bit new pokemon only in those eggs yes i know this is a big sin for a lot of people and i know everyone's going to say it's it's available it's free everybody but that doesn't change the fact of the amount of RNG, the amount of layers you go through to get the egg and then hatch it. And because it's an egg, they have to put in garbage. So, Well, they don't have to, but they, they choose to. I, when right? I say they have to, I mean they have a standard of oh, okay. standard practicing measures. I understand. I understand. Yeah. But it's awesome now that people have their chance to rescue your Shadow Mewtwo. Don't purify it. Unless it's your shtick that you want to purify everything or get your purification numbers up, but go catch another Zubat. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I have to say personally. There's that. But also this is an opportunity for people to have more than one shadow Mewtwo. So if you yeah. feel the need to purify it, just purify one, scratch the itch, but don't do the others. It's going to be so useful in shadow form. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also read somewhere that the IV floor is 666 for that. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's awesome. It's also great that it's not 000. So that's spectacular. But Kyle, I have a question for you. A logistical question. Do you consider putting new Pokemon into an egg pool exclusively behind an egg wall more or less of a sin here than making something raid exclusive? More. Really? Significantly more. Okay. Is the, What's your reasoning? I will say first... This is less of a sin than putting it in 10K eggs because at least you can target these, however much work it takes. And it is too much work. But on the flip side, if it's in a raid, you can go, you can do that raid, and you can be done. And that's it. And you can do that raid for free if you do it in person or if you use coins you got from a gym. So that's true also of, of hatching eggs. Like you can hatch this egg for free. It just takes a long time. It's not as simple as waiting for the raid to pop up. Go to it. Go do it. You can hatch that egg for free, but it won't have your Pokemon in it. <laughs> yeah. That's the I think that's, that's really the kicker. That really, really is. But this sounds like it would be a really great Pokepole question in the future for sure. Because we can kind of go back and forth about it. Um, the egg conversation and the reason why we're, we're moving along here so easily from this and not just talking about this for an hour. The egg conversation is ongoing. It's something that we've revisited. Oh, gosh, I couldn't even tell you how many times on this show. Every Over the course months. of two plus years we've been doing this. Now. Yeah, every couple of months we talk about it. Are they loot boxes? 
Is putting exclusive Pokemon in there a good thing or a bad thing? Is there too much in the pool? Do these pools have identity? Should we have a second, you know, permanent incubator? Like stuff like that. There's so much to talk about. So in the spirit and in the interest of not having a four hour show where we just talk about eggs, we're going to move along. But shadow eggs are available. I do have one last thing to say. It's very disappointing to see that these require an open egg slot to claim. That's true. Because of how much work you have to do to get one that usually involve being around Pokestops. Yeah, I kind of wish that they would like wrap it or in something and put it in your inventory. And then if your inventory was also full, then sure. Right. Yeah. Or like maybe put it in the queue. Put it make a queue so that 12k eggs are the next egg that just fills your inventory automatically when you hatch something new. And that's and, already in the game, yeah. too. So if you have eight slots and you spin and open, was it spin a stop and open a gift, you can trigger a 7K egg and then like your plus is spinning to stop in the background. If you do it at the same exact time and you get an egg from that, you get to carry 10 eggs. Yeah. All I have to say is that I'm almost 100% positive my first egg is going to get eaten because I'm living the free incubator life so i always am full on eggs that's my closing thoughts on that for now at least okay all right well we're not done talking about egg pools well this particular egg pool we'll get to it in just a moment here one last piece of news this is actually kind of super exciting uh the title of this post was an all new kind of pokemon go event oh my gosh the copy says trainers Halloween is right around the corner and ghost type Pokemon will be appearing more often. It's time to put your catching skills to the test during the catch mastery ghost event. Oh, uh, when is it happening? Funny you should ask. Sunday, October 25th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time. So it's about the same time. Actually, it is exactly the same time as the research event was for Meowth. Features include Drifloon will be appearing more often in the wild. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. There will be exclusive timed research available only during this event. Complete event-exclusive field research tasks to encounter ghost Pokemon and earn Gengar Mega Energy. Ooh, did you hear that, Kyle? I did. I'm, don't worry. Yes. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for I it. said Mega Energy, but before that, it said Gengar. That's the important part. It Bonuses. Is. During this event, you'll earn additional XP when catching Pokemon with nice, great, excellent, and curveball throws. It's time to show these ghost Pokemon that we're not afraid of them, no matter how spooky they might be. Catch as many as you can, trainer, before they get a chance to scare you off. And that's all the information that we're getting. Kyle, speculation, what do you think? I mean, it sounds like another research day, which is interesting to not just call it that. But obviously, it's not because it's ghosts. Like, it's all ghosts. I just am slightly disappointed that Drifloon is the feature, not Litwick or Yamask. True, true. Which would have been better. Or we, there's still another ghost from this generation that's not out yet. And I guess they're going to save it for the water event. It's it's frillish. It's a water ghost type. But yeah. I mean, it's possible that it could be a reward in here that we just don't know. But I don't think they would put frillish behind a one-time encounter. Spiritomb makes sense, but a frillish would not. Yeah, but like more often in the wild, I'm, I'm talking about not the reward for the the stuff. So. Yeah, no, I'm just saying if it was going to be in the wild, they would have said it. So it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. But, but they could have it as a surprise in the thing. But I'm just walking that back saying it wouldn't make a lot of sense if they did that. But yeah, I, I think you're running the money. It's definitely it definitely sounds just like another research event, which is OK. And I do think it's a little bit odd that they picked up Drifloon 
appearing more often in the wild, considering that was one of the featured Pokemon from last year. Um, and also they got off their way to say, if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. The shiny's already out and they usually don't reiterate the shininess of it unless it's the first time it's available as a shiny. Mm-hmm. So that's an odd choice, but I understand. Um, but I mean, are you more excited for this than you were for me out research day? I'm going to guess. I yes. Mean, significantly, but I'm also <laughs> working that day. Oh, I, mean, I don't, I don't actually have my schedule for that, but it's a Sunday. I always work Sunday and it's close enough because they never give us enough warning that I right. won't be able to take it off. Right. But if it's a research type day, I'll be able to finish it before I go to work. So that's exciting. That's true. And that is the benefit of these big events that, well, the event window is so big for these. I think that they did a good job choosing to do that. That's nice. Okay, well, that's pretty much it for the news here. But, you know, we, we did tease a little bit. We're going to talk about, what was it? Shadow eggs? Egg pool? Something like that? Kyle, what are we talking about? And gear up. So this week we have a strangely exciting gear up. Going to talk about the confirmed Pokemon that you can get that you can get from the strange eggs and like whether they're relevant, whether you want to care about them. So far, there are eight confirmed. I believe that is all of them that we can get from those eggs. First up, there's Lavatar. I don't I don't really know what else we can say here at this point about Lavatar. Tyranitar, he's good dark type attacker, but not the best. And he needs his either community day move or use an elite TM to become to become a rock type attacker. So your best set is Bite Crunch. If you get that legacy move, Smackdown, Stone Edge, he's good. It's but he's also been everywhere. So not very exciting to hatch from those eggs. No, but I would say if they were looking for candidates, that's a good one. Yeah. In terms of usefulness, you're about to find out this is probably the most useful Pokemon of all of them. But any, speaking of usefulness, next one is Absol. It's more like Fabsol, right? That, yeah. That's, that's that's about it. It's yeah. he, he looks good if he can be shiny, and he can be. So Otherwise, that's definitely the most disappointing one. Or is it? We're only two in, Kyle. This foreshadowing <laughs> I, is killing me. Next one's Dino. Hey. hey. He can be shiny, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, maybe he could be shiny. He's all right as a dark type attacker. It's not okay as a dragon type attacker. Competition is way too stiff. If you're going to use him, bite dark pulse for dragon type. If you really want to use him, if you're going to use him, bite dark pulse for dark type. If you really want to use them for dragon, dragon breath, dragon pulse, but I don't would do not, it. Don't do I it. I would not recommend it. It's as good as Latias, which is really bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you had a Giratina with zero zero zero, it would be a better dragon attacker. Yeah, almost exactly <laughs> like almost exactly one step above. That's how right. not good it is. Next up, we have Scraggy. Finally, another way to get Scraggy. That's kind of nice for some people. It's terrible in PvE. Not even going to talk about it. Bad. But in a world where Machamp and Conkelder and Lucario exist, what do you expect? But Scrafty is pretty good in PvP. Best in Great League with a moveset of counter and foul play and power-up punch. He's, he's actually ranked pretty highly. He's, he's a competitive pick. Next, we have Sandile. <gasps> That's that's a new Pokemon. That's new Pokemon. That's a new Pokemon. That's all there is to say about this. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Unfortunately, dark ground type, not not the greatest combination, especially in a world where Tyranitar 
Rhyperior and Groudon all exist. If you really want to use one, use it as a ground type with Mud Slap and Earthquake. But it's like 15th on the list. It's not good. Oh, is it really that low? Yeah, it's, it's truly bad. Speaking of new Pokemon, oh. Vullaby. Just, it's, it's just as bad as Sandile in PvE. Oh, no. Awful. <laughs> like, actually awful. Some of the lowest DPS you're going to find around. It's like, we're not talking about stats here, but it's like 120 attack. Something like that. Is Mandibuzz even good in the main series games? Uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. But okay. judging by its defensive stats, it probably has some uses there. And those defensive stats do have the potential to translate into usefulness for PvP in both Great and Ultra League. Mandibuzz maxes out at like 2800 CP, somewhere right around there. So just in the range for Ultra to be good. If you're going to use it in PvP, its best choice of moves are Snarl, Foul Play, and Shadow Ball. So some decent moves, but not, not for a good coverage. Let's just say that. No, no. It's good to see Shadow Ball, though, in the moveset. That's always nice. Yeah, but it's just all dark and ghosts. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Psychic? Better Psych- hope they have Psychic, yeah. Psychic, yeah. <laughs> We're getting towards the end here. Next up is Pawniard. It's another new Pokemon. This is Woo! ridiculous. There's three new Pokemon behind these shadow eggs, these strange eggs. So he's he's a step above Crocodile, which is to say Sandile's evolution, in terms of ground-type offense. And he's a step above Agron in terms of Steel-type offense. And I think that kind of says all you need to know. <laughs> when you're comparing it to Agron? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, why, why does this guy exist? He's such a cool-looking Pokemon. He is? Also, why is it not a bug? Right. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We, we've we've saved the best for last, though. Can I get a drum roll? Ooh. Anybody? Trubbish. Oh, yeah! <laughs> All I have in my notes for Trubbish is three question marks, because I don't have any i don't have anything else to say it (laughs) if there was ever a meta joke that was being made at pokemon go players expense this is it right here this is everybody knows that the egg pools have to have trash in them to make the rare stuff more compelling and this time we have literal trash climbing up (laughs) from new spawns living breathing (laughs) trash This Pokemon is made for these jokes for sure. It, and I know like whatever, but the Trubbish is still, it's an okay addition. It's also the only poison type in this egg pool, despite the emphasis on poison because it's Team Go Rocket. Ye- yeah. Which is yes. just kind of funny. What's your point? I'm saying that it's literally trash and it's also the only poison type. So they couldn't even have put a more interesting poison type in there. That's true. That's true. Well, what else would you have suggested they put in there for poison type? I mean, there's not a whole lot of other appropriate pokemon i guess muck is dark poison right yeah i mean grimer is is more garbage that could be there slightly more interesting would be skaroopy who at least is shiny eligible uh, that's a true. more interesting shiny i guess than grimer that's very true that makes sense that's kind of it there's, there's not any more good poison types they're all just absolute garbage arbok right yeah. <laughs> uh wheezy oh no never mind but that's it for the strange eggs it's kind of exciting that there's three new Pokemon coming out like this, but it's also kind of upsetting. 
at least for me. Yeah, yeah. Plus these eggs, they take 12 kilometers to walk. Like we mentioned before, we didn't really sit on that topic for a while. And the reason why it doesn't seem as egregious is because we have this quarter hatch distance. So it's not so bad at all. But if you ever have to hatch these things from a 12 kilometer starting point, Mm-hmm. that's going to be it won't feel good i don't think i think even if a bisharp or sorry a pawnyard or a volaby or a sandal came out i still don't think it would feel good yeah i mean it'll feel good if you need that to complete your pokedex right you for sure it, but for sure but i don't think after you've gotten all three of them that people are going to be really going out of the way be like oh yeah i gotta make sure i have an open egg slot when i do this leader i want my 12k egg like they might end up being more trouble than they're worth at a time where there's no bonuses a hundred percent once everybody has the new pokemon they're going to make sure they don't have an empty spot to get these eggs yep same thing with seven k's currently nobody wants to hatch seven k's right now come on oh well, yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. I'm still going to hatch my three. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping that the three I have are a Sandile, a Volibi, and Pawnyard, but three Trubbish is also sounding pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move along here to the Poke lore. And this week, we're going to be talking about Pawnyard, the Sharp Blade Pokemon, and Bisharp, the Sword Blade Pokemon. First up is Pawnyard. Pawnyard is a small bipedal Pokemon with a vaguely beetle-like appearance. I will give you beetle-like in this situation because he doesn't look like a beetle yes, verbatim. This works. is an appropriate usage of that. All right. It has a rounded red and black head with a silvery blade extending from the front. Its face is gray with yellow eyes. Four steel spikes protrude from its black torso, two on each side connected by steel ribs. It has red arms that end with knife-like blades instead of hands, which it regularly sharpens with its favorite sharpening stones found by rivers. When hunting, Pawnyard immobilizes prey by repeatedly stabbing with these blades <laughs> after crippling, after clipping onto them. It then clangs the two blades together afterwards. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Its legs are red with two toed feet. Oh, that cute little detail after that. Okay, fine. In the wild, Pawnyard lives in packs governed by Bisharp. The Pawnyard will attack when commanded by Bisharp and will continue to do so even if they are injured. Each member of the pack trains diligently, hoping to one day take the lead. Oh, interesting. I like that. Next up is Bisharp, of course. Bisharp is a bipedal humanoid Pokemon. It has a round red and black head, similar to a war helmet, topped with a golden, double-headed axe blade. Its face is primarily yellow with a black outline. The helmet shrouds most of its yellow and black face, although its triangular eyes are visible. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Oh my god. Resembling shoulder pads, <laughs> its red shoulders project slightly over its arms and have a thin yellow line where they meet its black torso. It has white metallic hands that resemble gloves with retractable blades attached. Some Wolverine action. Encircling its torso are two blades, which create the impression of a ribcage. Its thighs are red and become progressively thinner as they connect to the knee. Both of its feet are metallic and split down the middle, resembling cloven hooves. These hooves are also similar to steel war boots or possibly leggings. (laughs) I guess it's up to you to decide between (laughs) steel war boots and leggings. Cool. Some creative license. In the wild, Bisharp rules over a pack of Ponyard and fights other Bisharp to become the alpha of the pack. The loser of these fights is cast out. It is notably pitiless, having no expression when finishing off prey. When hunting, the Ponyard allow the leader Bisharp to perform the finishing blow. 
Once a Bisharp's head blade is chipped or damaged, it retires from its position as boss. Bisharp keeps a close eye on members of its pack to ensure none of the pawnyard think about betraying it. It has violent conflicts with Fracture over the location of sharpening stones. Wow. So are they like a gang? Is that what's going on? I mean, it sounds like a gang. Yeah, it definitely does sound like a gang. <laughs> Uh, I, I love the design. They're very, very cool. But let's talk about some stats. Max CP for Bisharp is 2844, which is pretty up there. Uh, it's probably due to some of these stats here. Respectable attack of 232, which is very good. Above average defense of 176. It's like rank 250 out of 800. Uh, and a middling stamina of 163, literally like 400 out of 800 there. Makes Bisharp <laughs> a resounding... I best move set snarl and dark pulse. And if you want to bring Exorcist for some extra coverage, you could do that as well. I will warn you though, when I was looking this up on the website that I always do game press for these statistics, all of the builds for defensive builds, like it's gym defenders were not very good. So it seems like you'd only want to be using this guy for attacking. So there's that use that information as you will. Any love for uh Bisharp or Ponyard, Kyle? Design-wise, I like them both a lot. But, like, I've never used one in the main series game, and it's never, like, sold me on that. Sure, sure. Is it bad if I say that it looks more like a Digimon than a Pokemon? No, 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 no. I agree with you. And, and you know me. I am I am a fan of Digimon designs. So it's not bad for you to say that. I think that's a compliment. But in <laughs> particular, this case, it looks like a monster wearing armor, which is kind of what gives that vibe. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely that 100%. And then it evolves and it's more of that, you know? Yeah. Also, I just want to say real quick, in the main series games, Ponyard evolves at level 52 to Bisharp. Okay, that's ridiculous. I didn't know that. This is a Pokemon that you usually encounter in the first few areas of the games, too. <laughs> well, it's because their culture is keeping them down. They're being oppressed, <laughs> right? Where, if they where... evolve too quick, we'll have too many roving bands, small roving bands of Ponyard with a few, uh, sorry, of Bisharp with a few Ponyard in them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an evolutionary uh, thing. I understand. I get it. I see what they did there. I don't think they did it on purpose. Do you think they did? No. Oh, that'd be so cool, though, if they did. They're like, oh, it's a toxic environment, so they don't, <laughs> they don't evolve until later. <laughs> anyway, enough about these two. Uh, let's roll right along here. We're going to have another PvP corner. This will be episode two, I suppose, if we're numbering them, but I don't think we are. Uh, so I'm going to hand it on over to Fish on a Heater and DeFiE250. Thank you to the two of you for doing this. Again, here you go. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFiE250. And welcome to GoCast PvP Corner. So before we get into our Self Sunrise update, I do want to point out that in a future episode, we're going to discuss a little bit more about what the arena is all about. Thank you for the feedback on that. That's super appreciated. But can you give us just a really brief introduction to Self for Now Fish? Yeah, so for those who don't know what it is, it's basically a global coordinated PvP competition run by a third party organization that is not Niantic. Um, they have uh, regional championships, uh, continental championships, and it goes all the way up to a world championship. It's really a lot of fun. So um, what has been some of your experiences this month with the Sunrise Cup? Well, I can safely say it's DeFi 252 and Fish on a Heater 0. I kicked your butt in both practice and in the Pokemon Go Radio ranked tournament. Now, so you told far. me you weren't going to bring that up. 
<laughs> you know I'm going to. Don't, don't make me tell everyone what your weakness is in your team. Shh. <laughs> So I love the meta. I'm always going to play the meta really hard. I'm not going to go too far into spice picks. So I'm loving lines of three that use Galarian Stunfisk, that use Vigoroth, that use Mantine. I'm a big fan of debuffing my opponent. So Bubble Beam is my best friend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not seeing too many real hard counters to Mantine. So if you do go into a tournament and you want to uh, really have a solid strong answer to Mantine, then uh, one thing I am seeing very occasionally is an Emolga or a Zapdos. So that electric damage. I know an Emolga, I think you have to best buddy to even get it up that high. Or you got oh, at least right? got to max it out. Uh, I think you either have to best buddy or max it out. So that that is an and Molga's an investment. Yeah, I think it's like a cast form where it, it maxes out just above fifteen hundred. So it is going to be an expensive one. Zapdos is also going to be expensive too, but not because you have to max it. It's just that one hundred thousand Stardust second move that will really set you back. Articuno is another spice pick, and it uses again near and dear to my heart, debuffing your opponent you can icy wind your opponents pretty much to death and just completely tank their attacks. Any tips for anybody doing their tournaments right now? Anything to help them get the advantage? Okay, so the one thing that I'm trying to get my head around right now is the idea that uh, this particular meta, the way it's set up, really benefits shield advantage. So a lot of Pokemon that would normally win, lose if it's got a shield disadvantage. So something like uh, Galarian Stunfisk, normally in a usual situation will lose to Vigoroth, but if it's got a shield advantage, then it can actually flip that matchup around and, and beat the Vigoroth. Um, in turn, Vigoroth can actually beat Skarmory if it's got more shields than the Skarmory has, or at least is willing to spend more shields <laughs> than what the Skarmory is. And Skarmory can even turn it around against a Lolan Marowak if it's got a shield advantage. For sure. If you're not familiar with the Sylpharina, we have these things called Traveler's Cards. And on these Traveler's Cards, they're kind of a snapshot of your progress and goals as a trainer. So for example, you can put how many Pokemon you've caught in the Pokedex, your trainer level, how much XP you've got, your favorite Pokemon. So I've got a Lopunny front and center <laughs> on my Traveler's Card, of yeah, course. Yeah, mine's Umbreon. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so what they also do is hand out these badges a little bit like, you know, the Scouts, if you are ever in Boy or Girl Scouts as a kid, and uh, they gave out these badges for for good achievements. Um, the Sylph Road does the same thing. So a lot of them can be for everyday play achievements, such as, you know, doing really well in raids or making a, a really interesting catch. But now they've introduced a lot of new badges for achievements in the arena. And some of these achievements are really cool. I like that there's an achievement for novices, like you're played in 10 ranked tournaments. There's one that's called Hero that you get for just winning a ranked tournament. And the Conqueror, one with the Spartan helmet, that you win a tournament in five different communities. So there's all different ones for playing in the Sylph Arena. But the spicy thing about it is that they have some hidden achievements kind of like in a video game where you, <laughs> you don't know that you've gotten it until you've gotten it. So they've released the pictures of the badges, but they haven't told us how to get them. So for example, there's one that has a snowflake on it, one with a broken piggy bank, one that has the guy screaming, this, this is Sparta. 
Like, I want to know and, how to win that one. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, there's a Mr. Monopoly guy on there, which looks really intriguing. It's got the little bowler hat and the monocle and the, the curly moustache. Like, what could that possibly be? I have no idea, but it seems fancy. I am so I am so geared up to go get all these badges and collect them all. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, uh, let's give a bit of a GBL update. Niantic have announced a new date for the Go Battle Night and the accompanying Flying Cup, and we do plan on doing a bit of a deep dive into that one next week. But for now, the Master League and its Premier Cup is here. It's running from October 12 at 1 p.m. to Monday, October 26, 2020 at 1 p.m. And of course, the Premier Cup is gonna have that no mythicals and legendaries like we are all used to. And this is the one where we have no CP limit on your Pokemon. The Premier Cup is definitely where I live as a trainer. Master League is such a resource investment to max out your Pokemon. So I stick to Premier Cup and I find it useful instead of trying to dump all my resources and build like six, eight, ten new Pokemon in a season. I don't I ain't got resources for that. But <laughs> I find it useful to just build one or two. Like I set my sights, I'm gonna max out this for the season. Uh you know what? I just take Master League as my time to have a break from GBO, to be perfectly honest. And that's completely fair. A lot of people do that too, because it is expensive. It's a very high barrier to entry. Uh, except last season, what I did during Master League was I tried to uh, see if I could get any wins using Great League Pokemon. That's so fun. Did you, <laughs> did you get any wins? I got wins occasionally. All right, so even if you're not getting into the Master League too heavily. Uh, I'm sure you still know some of the main Pokemon that you're going to see. So what are some things we're going to see in the Master League? So the big one is Dialga. That is just the uh, El Presidente of Master League. Um, if you don't have a Dialga and you do want to play in the full open uh, Master League and compete, then Dialga is absolutely the first thing you should look at. Uh, some other things that you'll see are Kyogre, Mewtwo, Giratina Origin, so floaty floaty, um, Palkia, and Togekiss. Master League Premier, which is the one without mythicals and legendaries, you'll very often see Metagross, Snorlax, Togekiss, Gyarados, and Magnezone. Ooh, and Magnezone is one I'm really looking forward to building for Premier Cup this season. Last season, I spent a ton of time best buddying and maxing out my perfect IV legacy move Metagross. So this season, I'm thinking maybe Magnezone. And if I'm lucky, I'll catch a good Giratina, you know, snaky, snaky, floaty, floaty for Open <laughs> Master League. Um, and another one that I uh, was seeing last season, season in so say look i mean obviously like i said i wasn't uh playing it myself but uh, say i'd be watching a twitch stream i'd be seeing a lot of garchomp as well so that one's a really interesting one because um it has mudshot which just prints out energy and then it's got sand tomb which is a very low damage but also a low energy charge move which means you can use it to bait out the opponent's shields and it drops the opponent's defense so you can really set it up to uh, nuke it later with say an outrage i have a lucky guard chomp and i love you know i love debuffing my opponent so 
That's definitely <laughs> something I enjoyed doing in Master League Premiere. But I think that's a show. Yeah, it's a show. Let's hand it back to Chris and Tal. Until next time, this is DeFi U250. And this is Fish on a Heater. And may the lag be forever in your favor. Thanks again to Fish and DeFi for that wonderful PPP corner episode. I learned a lot. Kyle, I hope you did too. And now let's roll into the Poke Poll. So last week's question was, how do you feel about repeat community days? First answer is from Mikey. And they said, obviously, I'd rather see community days devoted to Pokemon that haven't already been featured. But seeing as I had terrible shiny slash IV luck during 2018 Charmander Day, I can kind of see things from the perspective of people who missed out the first time. Hopefully I'll get all the shinies this time. Yeah. P.S. I agree with Chris in that I would be happy with another EV community day. Just release Sylveon during the same weekend. There, yes, perfect. There you go. That's that. yeah. Okay. That's the reason we need it. Yeah, I yeah, one hundred percent for sure. You're telling me you don't have just like thirty five shiny EVs waiting for Sylveon? I have a little bit less than thirty five shiny EVs waiting for Sylveon, and I do have two EVs already, one shiny and one not named Sylveon in anticipation. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, Kyle, that I don't think it'd be a good idea for them to run it back one more time. Oh, if we got another EV community day. It would probably be one I sat out unless it was a Stardust <laughs> bonus or the move was major. I, I'm really hoping, though, if they do do it, that it's not two days again. I hope it's just one day. It's a little bit longer. I mean, with the current method, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But Modders said, to a degree, all of the Pogo events have that rinse and repeat aspect to them. But this was voted for by the community. As with politics, if you give people the vote, then you have to live with the outcome. I'm sure our overly entitled brethren on the Twitter sphere will be taking particular umbrage as we speak, but no surprises there. For me, just an excuse to grind some dust with the odd bonus shiny. Well, that's a good way to look at it. That's the way Kyle and I are kind of looking at it, too. Yeah. Uh, Stardust. <laughs> I will just say one thing, though, with the whole voting, which is why I was kind of OK with it previously. Charmander is far and away the favorite Pokemon of everybody in like the Pokemon fandom. Yep. So having him in any poll with anybody except for somebody like Ghastly to compete with, it's just not even fair to everybody else. It's yes. a guaranteed win. That's the I agree. issue I took. And because of that, Kyle, I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. I don't think they should make that an option. Yeah. But they knew. Yeah. They they know when they put Charmander there, he's going to win. Yeah. So uh... it's like a way to control the narrative without having to control it kind of thing. I guess, but they did have all like everything else. They had a, an extra move for everybody so that people had an informed chance to vote. So I'm mean, like, it was all there. So I don't understand what the benefit would be. Just Charmander is the outlier in these discussions. I think. Yes. Yes. I think so, too. That's I think the so biggest too. problem. Yeah. Next one from Rocketman said, I'm actually pretty excited for this community today because I missed out on the first Charmander day. It happened during the period where I put the game down, uninstalled it out of boredom and the lack of depth in the game. I picked it back up after two years away and thus missed out on a ton of good stuff. I feel like that may have happened. A, I feel like that may have happened to quite a few people. So another day for a repeat Pokemon is a nice way to make us feel like we didn't miss out too much. Also, like has been said, it was voted into being. So we have to live with it either way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I got yeah, I got some potential words about that bit, but I understand I understand where it's coming from. <laughs> it's, well, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, like, you might have an opinion, but the statement it, it was voted on, so we, we're stuck with it, is true now that the vote has happened. Technically. 
Okay. All right, we're going to leave that there. I love it. DeFi said, I'm not upset. I'm not excited. I'm just indifferent. I understand yeah. that everyone should have access to a shiny Charizard because that Pokemon looks dope and newer players deserve that opportunity too. However, I think repeat Community Day Pokemon would be better suited for a spotlight hour instead. Ooh, wisdom right there. Of course, when the bonus is triple catch Stardust, it could be Weedle again. Doesn't matter. If three times dust is on the line, I am going hard. Hard was in capitals, by the way. So we know she's serious. Yeah, I yes. can relate to all that. Yep, I think I agree with that entire sentiment front to back. Charizard's cool. Everyone should have one. But three times Stardust is the real is the real winner here. <laughs> so that's fine. Next up is from Carlo. It said, I'm not super excited about Charmander Day, even though I missed the first one. I traded for a shiny a while ago and evolved on a December day to get enough Blastburn Charizards. What I do have an issue with is limiting access to Charizard's best move, Blastburn. Charizard will work fine in raids if it doesn't have Dragon Breath, but it will fall short, very, very short, if it doesn't have Blastburn. I agree. I think if they wanted to just remove this entire discussion completely, everything we're talking about, if Charizard got Blastburn and Dragon Breath evolving this Saturday, everybody would be cool. Uh, Yeah, I think so too. Uh, but what about this guy? What if from the get go, they were just saying, hey, yeah, if you get this, we're just going to bring Blast Bird again and call it a day. Do you think it still would have won? Yes, I do think it still would have won. I think Charizard's name is that strong that the move that he got didn't matter. Right, right. But instead of riding that train, we've now what you created this this vacuum of space where people are like <laughs> two moves, Dragon Breath, we're having this conversation. Yeah. So really, you're still you still are that convinced that people would have voted Charizard. I guess I can't argue against that. I think we would have a conversation where it's like, really, he didn't get a new move. And then we would have we would be having the conversation on the podcast instead, which is. But what other move would we have? Right. Yeah. And there is no clear answer. The answer is something like Dragon Breath. But we don't like that either. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's a complicated situation, but but yes, yeah. No, it's hard to argue, Carlo, that you know, if it doesn't have blast burn, it's going to be less than less than desirable, less than desirable for sure. But anyway, Cameron said, "I would prefer to have Pokemon that have not had a Community Day in the past." This opinion doesn't apply to the December Community Day, even though Charmander wasn't one I was around for. I know other people who have been playing longer don't enjoy repeats, and I think other Pokemon should have their day. You know, but I'm not necessarily unhappy about a repeat either. Community days are fun, regardless of the Pokemon of choice. If someone is so incredibly unhappy with the choice of a Pokemon that they reject the entire day, that sounds like a negativity problem, not a community day problem. Enjoy it for what it is, not for what it isn't. That's a good outlook to have on it. I will I will say that, even if I don't necessarily share the outlook. <laughs> I do not practice the philosophy and, and life wisdom <laughs> that was expelled at the end of that, but I think that enjoy it for what it is, not for what it isn't, is very wise, and I think it applies to the situation pretty well. Um, I'm going to enjoy it for the three times Stardust, and uh, I will not enjoy it because it's not a you know it's not a different Pokemon. I think that's yeah. Hey, silver lining, right? What type of discussion would we be having right now? If instead of three times Stardust, it was quarter hatch distance. Oh, well, you know, I'm always there for that. So that's a bad example. But if it was three times catch uh, experience, let's have that conversation. <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Because, you know, I'm going to advocate hatch distance every time you bring it up. Uh, <laughs> but it's bad. It's still bad. Uh, 
it's would bad. It stack with the current quarter distance no, we have right now. It would imagine not. eighth distance. You pop a, a two kilometer eggs in the incubator, take two steps, it's like oh, it's done. <laughs> we just go buy five hundred incubators to last the six hours. No oh, <laughs> true. Oh man, I, I man, I'm there for that. But yeah, if it was something else like three times catch experience. You know, I, I might have chosen to like sit out. Yeah, completely. Potentially. Yeah, I think I would have gotten my three and I would have at least gotten a Charizard with a blast burn on it. I mean, I have three already, but I want more. So I have a, a bunch of them. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would have played the entire time otherwise. Yeah. Anyway, Colton Leo said, I respect the fact that repeat community days can limit FOMO, fear of missing out, throughout the player base and not discourage new players from jumping in. You might not get Blast Burn, but you might get that shiny. Honestly, I think I'd prefer theme community days with multiple two-tiered evolution Pokemon instead of repeats. Maybe a Fossil Day with Kabuto and Omanyte, two shinies that are already out, or releasing Spinarak shiny and sprinkling in some other bugs with boosted rates for diversity. Weedle, Caterpie, Yanma. Yes, please. <laughs> not sure how you'd handle CD moves. Or maybe they don't even need them. The shiny in IV hunt for December year in review may be enough. That's that's incredibly well informed. I think that's right. Um, I think, yeah, maybe if they started, you know, leveraging just like the joy of the increased shiny rate as the main driver instead of the newness of the Pokemon or even the community day move. But putting out like two or three Pokemon with that have increased rates might be a more interesting way to do it. I think doubling up on a community today would be very exciting. I love that idea of the two for one. And with two, that's still manageable for giving a community day move, I think. I mean, come on. There's so many pairs of Pokemon out there that just, it writes itself. Yep. You have, you know, you have, you have, you know, you have Kabuto and Omanyte. You have Zangoose and Saviper, which would be a great time to switch. Oh, that would be if you did awesome. day. Yeah, both of the shinies are already out. I still don't think people would be upset about that community day. Nope, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But every fossil has its pair, obviously. But Anorith and uh, not yeah. Cradley. What's it called? Lilip. Yeah, thank you. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, um, you know, Lunatone, Solrock. The the duos exist all over the Pokedex. Yeah, Latios, Latias. I'd love to see those in the wild. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> River, uh, the water spirits community day let's go oh that'd be sweet and then we just don't see them at all they're just yeah. gone it's like yeah we didn't increase their spawn rates but if you find one it's a one in 40 chance that it'll be shiny <laughs> last answer is from alex and they said i'm all for repeat community days but i'm not overly fond of how we won't have access to blast burn except behind a paywall or several months at least of waiting for the events in 2021 they recently put legacy moves in raid bosses, the legendary birds. And I hope that's not the case in 2021 events, because then guess what? We have to use an elite TM anyway to get Charizards with Blast Burn and Dragon Breath. I am hopeful they do it in a way that makes the move accessible, like just adding them to the move pool. I'm going to be fairly irate if it's evolved during this event. I agree completely. I have the exact same thoughts about the events in 2021 statement that they said. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm still going to maintain my position that I put last time we talked about this, Kyle. I'm hoping that they'll bring some other way to, you know, get the move or what if it what if it's evolve one and then they both have them. Right. But then you, you run into the problem of people with their IVs. 
people are going to be evolving their good IVs during the community days because why wouldn't you? Right, but that's true of like the December community days as well. People save the good IVs for those days. I mean, you can still hunt them because they have increased spawn rates or whatever, but it's not an efficient way to IV hunt during that event. But we do have somewhat of a knowledge of the December day, so people can wait if they need to. We have this amorphous event in 2021. So do you evolve (laughs) your 100% Charizard to get Dragon Breath right now? Or do you sit on that and wait for a possibility of something being better in 2021. Yeah, I agree. So it's it's just, it's very poor wording in my opinion, but it's a problem to look at in the future, I think. Uh, okay, to be fair, I don't think it's poor wording. I think it's a lack of wording. Okay, yeah. Events in 2021, okay, like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, give me a bone. Yeah, like what are we talking about? Are we all going to be even be here on 2021? Like what's going on? You know, like... <laughs> So for this week's PokePole, how do you feel about research days and would you change them in any way? Yes. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I'm going to give your, you my answer, Kyle. Your, I got Your one. answer is how I feel about community days is yes. Thank you for asking. Yes. <laughs> yes. So for research days, uh, how do I feel about them and how would I or would I change them in any way? Rather, I like them. I do. And I think that there is room for improvement in such a way that doesn't ruin what it is and doesn't overvalue it because it's a free event. It's not ticketed. And if we want more value out of it, I don't want them to put a ticket on it in order to justify it, you know? So I've got two suggestions. Maybe I'll give one, Kyle, and you can give yours because I don't want to steal one that you might have. But my first suggestion is make the rewards that you get for that last, the completion step of each step, right? You do the three tasks and there's a claim reward for that page, right? Make that reward at the bottom greater the longer you do the research tasks so that I'm getting, you know, 100 Stardust in the first one. But on page 18, I'm getting 1800 Stardust, you know, give Mm -hmm. me a reason to want to keep doing it, because if it's the same thing over and over again, which fun fact, you might not have noticed this when you're doing this, but I looked at an article which talked about all the, the tasks and stuff like that. It was just nine pages of tasks twice. Yeah, it was literally the same thing twice. Yeah. In the yeah. same order. Yeah, it was like page seven and page, what, 16 had the Galarian Meowth and the regular Meowths in them. Like, that was it. It was the same thing. So well, I guess it would be 16. Page 16 and seven or something like that. But anyway, you see what I'm saying. So uh, anyway, I have another one, but Kyle, you go first. I like research days as they are. It's a good reward for the amount of effort. And it's also not too much of a reward that you don't feel bad if you don't play. And I think that is the big one for me because it doesn't worry about the FOMO or that fear of missing out. One thing I would change, it's real minor. We already said it. Put a counter on research for the love of God. (laughs) Give us page numbers. (laughs) It's just, it's so easy. And it's just like, that's it. So I can feel like I'm making progress versus just endlessly digging myself into a hole. Right. And and again, like I was saying, give us give us a sense of progression instead of just like, oh, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, where even am I? What am I doing? Who am I? What day is it? What year is it? You know, well, I'm glad I waited because my second one was going to be bringing up that page number thing again. So <laughs> there we go. Anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to the question, how do you feel about research days and would you change them in any way? Please answer the question when we post it on social, such as Facebook and slash or Twitter. 
Or if you're a patron in our Discord, we post the questions, so please answer there. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you could always, in the old-fashioned way, send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. Emails. Email, email, email time. Emails. Emails. All right, this first one is an email, but it's also kind of like a, we're shouting something out here. So Jolt Switch, who's written into the show before, good friend of the show, um, also has a spectacular podcast called Pokemon Masters. I'll make sure I put a link to that in the show notes. And he said, hey, guys, we're hosting a tournament October 18th at 12 p.m. Eastern time to raise funds for multiple sclerosis with our local Pokemon Go KWCG, which is the Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, and Gulf, I'm sorry, I'm saying these wrong, uh, community, and the Pokemon Professor Network. And if you're not familiar with the Pokemon Professor Network, our friends over at Lured Up are part of that network, and so is Pokemon Masters, along with a bunch of other really great shows. So we would recommend that you go check them out, of course. But anyway, they're going to be running this tournament that's going to raise funds for multiple sclerosis for multiple sclerosis. So I will have a link to where people can tune in to watch and donate at again, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time on October 18th. So this weekend, this Sunday, and there's also going to be a battlers and girls that PVP. There, uh, there's a, a bracket that you can enter and I'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. So please take a look at those and try to at least show up and watch and, and help support this. This is going to be great. It'll be fun. So our first email, email, I suppose, is from Ted. Hello, Kyle and Chris. Hello, Ted. How's it going? First of all, I'm sorry that I started the whose name goes first debate, mostly because it created the cringeworthy Kryle name. (laughs) (laughs) You're now a hero. You're now a hero. Having said that, I will just keep alternating whose name I put first. Thank you. I kind of like this, and I regret that we didn't get a board and start taking tallies. Oh, it was so funny. No one expected it to, like be a thing hey that's it and that's how it happens (laughs) that's how it happens yeah yeah anyway ted said on repeat community days i think it is fine to repeat this is an answer to the pokeball assuming that we got something worthwhile with the pokemon i think that dragon breath is a great move for charizard i am much more excited about this community day than i was for try attack last month (laughs) however i do despise the voting on community day since it seems to have robbed us of the possibility of a machop community day ted aka arkham patient i am here to tell you I am here to tell you that I am also the first one in our group of friends to always belabor the fact that we never, we're never going to see a Machop community today. And that's a shame. That is a shame and a half. Look, I want my, my, my champ with payback. Let's do it. Look, as much as I, I can get behind that, I want the Machamp. Do you remember what we got instead? Ghastly? No. Oh, that was the other batch, huh? What was it? Rhydon. Uh, oh, that's right. It's hard to argue with how significant Rhyperior is and how nice that community day was. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah okay, fine, it's, fine. If, fine. If, it had ne- <laughs> if it had lost out to something like a tri-attack, then you would have total right. But Rhyperior was a really good community day. It, it was. I'm still just a little bit salt that the Machop was juxtaposed in such a way that it was not going to win. Yeah, this is this is fair. This is upset. Brutal. I'm upset. Anyway, thanks for the email, Ted. Really appreciate it. Next email is from Janice. And they said, hello, GoCast, the number one Pokemon podcast. Then in parentheses. Hi, Chris. Hey, Janice. What's up? I've institutionalized you so that you and Kyle are one entity. 
I hope you're okay with this. But you said hi, Chris. <laughs> do whatever you're gonna do. Are we just Chris together now? Or are we oh wait, no, no. We're the go cast po- oh yeah. oh oh okay. I gotcha. All right. <laughs> Continuing the email. I use my Pokemon Go buddy system as my own version of the Pomodoro technique. If you've never heard of it, here's the Wikipedia article, which I glanced over and it's basically ways to compartmentalize your day into equal chunks of time that you take breaks in between. First, I feed, scratch, photograph, and train my buddy. Then I set my phone timer for 30 minutes, then do my work, such as homework, studying, reading. And then when my timer rings, I repeat the same buddy timer work steps again and again until my buddy reaches the excited state. It usually takes me about four hours with souvenirs. Once my buddy is excited, I go for a walk. Oh my gosh, this is... I love it. The most commitment. Structure. Oh my gosh. Structure is great. (laughs) The structure is fantastic. (laughs) Not for me though. (laughs) My buddy is Meltan and I don't have a Nintendo Switch. An excited Meltan is worth it to me because it cuts the 20 kilometer canyon requirement to just 10 kilometers. However, it's still going to take me years to reach the 400 candies evolution requirement. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that Pokemon Home will have a mystery box feature which will allow me to accomplish my Meltan candy goal sooner. Well, good news. It, that's that's apparently on the horizon. Taking mini breaks using this method while doing a mundane task has actually made me more productive because it gives me the right amount of distraction without pulling my focus away from my main goal. Also, instead of rewarding myself with snacks, I'm rewarding myself with zero calorie candies and happy buddy hearts. <laughs> on top of getting me to walk more, which is definitely a good thing after sitting inside all day working remotely. Thank you for asking this very interesting Pokepole question. I think she's referencing the Pokeball question from, was it last week, the with the behavior and how it incorporates into your day? Yeah, the one that we asked two weeks ago and then read the answers last week. Yeah. Yes, yes. Lastly, said Janice, extremely casual player, Team Instinct, level 40. Hi, Kyle. There it is. Hello. See, this, this is Team Instinct represent. Current long-term goal, DAX completion through trading, rare candy, and events. Nice. The goal of all goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the email, Janice. And uh, I'm a little bit jealous of your structure. Uh, your as much management. as yeah, as much as I'm in love with this idea, I doubt I would have the uh, discipline to follow oh, through with absolutely it. Absolutely not. Oh my god. <laughs> so power to you, Janice. This next one's from Justice. Hello, it's me. I have a couple things to say. First thing I want to say is my bird loves you guys, so I don't know what it's about you guys, but my bird really likes you, so every Friday night, we sit down and listen to your podcast. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. That's awesome. My cat leaves the room. He hates it. Uh, (laughs) Another thing I just wanted to say is I've purified 321 Pokemon just to rub that in the guy's face that just hit 200 or something. I don't know. My memory is lost, and now I have only 2,000 Stardust. Well, I wonder where it went, Justice. Oh, my God. Also, take that, Mitch. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> maybe we'll see mitch yeah oh i guess right. later to see we haven't gotten to that yet that's true no i can confirm it is there also i wanted to ask you totally not related to pokemon go but what is your favorite candy bar i really like kit kats well kyle favorite candy bar that's tough for me because i don't i don't usually eat candy bars i'm usually a a gummy kind of guy okay I, I think for me it's kit kats as well that's the closest thing to a candy oh, bar that give I me a break kyle really no kit because kats? i know you don't break your kit kats off you just bite into them <laughs> yeah i'm calling chris out right now <laughs> we had this conversation about this already i don't want to rehash this people will think i'm a monster that's all right 
<clears throat> well, uh, my favorite candy bar is Kit Kats, but eat them all at once. No, uh, Hershey <laughs> bars. I really like Hershey bars. I'm a straight chocolate oh, sort of guy. Gross. Um, oh, I, Hershey chocolate I, is so gross. Well, you know, I don't expect um, the uncultured and the uninformed to appreciate such high quality, mass produced, overly sugared, overly produced candy. I understand. That's fine. No, but it's just like I grew up not really liking nuts in things like peanuts or anything like that. Um, I have since gotten over that. Um, but because of that, when I was a kid, I developed a real taste for just like straight up regular just chocolate because it was a safe option. Crunch bars <laughs> were my only real, I guess, yeah, okay. departure. Are good. I like crunch bars, too. Yeah. OK, on to the Pokeball. I feel like it's OK to bring things back as long as you don't bring them back over five times because that's just not OK. Another thing I think would be really cool is if they bring Squirtle as a community day, Bulbasaur as the next community day, and then Charmander as the last community day. I don't know. I thought of in the shower, so don't judge my shower thoughts. Okay, that's all. Have a great day. <laughs> Sent from my Tesla Cybertruck. I know this one is fake <laughs> justice. I, that was a funny joke, though. Uh, uh, I don't know if you can send texts from a, a Tesla Cybertruck, but I don't I don't think so. I don't um, know. I'll, Tesla's got that fancy touchscreen, so maybe they can connect with your phone and send texts. That's from it. true. May, does it let you like, hey, call Elon. Uh, Elon, can you send can you send a text? Can you send an email to <laughs> to yeah. my favorite podcast for me? Oh yeah, sure, no problem. I got that for you. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for the email, Justice. Next email is from Kevin Red Bull and Little Tuna. All right, Kyle and Chris, but Kyle called me out. <laughs> True. You want to know my Stardust? Here it goes, buddy. I have I was at four point four million around the time I completed the Rare Candy Challenge. I snapped one day, and after already having the candies dump, decided I was tired of struggling in certain battles. I spent a million that day maxing out several things I had previously mentioned. I'm currently down to 3.2 million and have hovered around there for a while, spending and gaining. New Little Tuna has been at has been between 800k and 1 million stars for a while. She's just kind of waiting until she feels the need to power up or ask me for advice. Question for y'all: What is your favorite shiny? No megas, etc. Keep it simple. Aw. I think my favorite shiny is shiny Giratina. All too I just form. realized I just realized that was cutting you at the knees for your answer. Like <laughs> oh man. Brutal. I think my favorite is Shiny Giratina altered form. I've had him for a long time and he's maxed because he's really because really he's just looks awesome. Thank you for reading. Have a great day, guys. P.S. New Little Tuna really enjoys hearing y'all talk about us, and it's great for our mental health. Keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. Kevin Red Bull and New Little Tuna. Well, Chris. If you keep sending us these great emails, we'll keep reading them. How about that? <laughs> Deal? Deal. Um, we've been down this road before, and, and there are a couple of good answers, but I always come back to consistently really loving Pincer's Shiny. Really? Yeah. Shiny Pincer? I've talked about him several times on the show, for sure. Shiny Pincer is awesome. Uh... I mean, we mentioned it just last week. Shiny Kyogre. I just I love it. Like my personal one has a sentimental value because of when I got it. But it's it's the pink whale in the room. How could you not like it? True. True. <laughs> I love the I love the bright pink shinies. And I can't say Gengar <laughs> because Gengar's shiny is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you can't go the mega route. So yeah. <laughs> that's against the rules. That's against the law. It's illegal. Don't do it. But anyway, thank you for the email, Kevin Red Bull and New Little Tuna. This next one's from Jackson. What's up, gamers? It's your boy back at it again. Hey, what up, Jackson? It's been a while. So my answer to the poll is I'm OK with them. This is the repeat community day question. If you have a newer player who wasn't able to do the first community day, it gives them a chance to do so. Although sometimes I wish it was a better Pokemon than Charmander. 
Yes, this is a that's a great great summary of how we feel. <laughs> yes. Okay. But anyway, thank you so much for the email. Last email is from Mitch. Oh, see, told you it was coming eventually. There you go. Oh, hey, go cast Kryle. Just it just just <laughs> says it. Nothing else. Just says it. <laughs> what up, Mitch? How y'all doing? Good. 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 Yeah, I think it's good. Good. <laughs> I am loving the changing of seasons in both senses. Here in New Mexico, the leaves are turning and the semester is halfway over and the weather is perfect. Finally, I can really start dressing when I want to go out to walk around campus. Speaking of Pokemon Go, previous goals, 300 purified by next week, 300 as of last episode. So we did it. Oh, boy. Just absolutely destroy this Meowth limited research. He did complete it, but no perfect or shiny. Oh, I don't know. So what do you think completely destroy means? I, uh, I mean, I would assume 100% and a shiny. And neither of those means definitely was not destroyed, only defeated. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Uh, Mitch, we're deciding you failed that. I don't know whatever you decided for yourself, but I guess our decision <laughs> is uh, you fell short. So <laughs> next goal is 80 kilometers for next fitness challenge. Fitness check. Yes, got 90.4 kilometers Ooh. this week. Holy cow. <laughs> Best body Lavatar ongoing. Yeah, whatever. Those are his <laughs> words, not mine. <laughs> yes, but it's how it's how we feel about the buddy system, Kyle. It's how <laughs> yeah, we feel. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> New goals. 333 purified Pokemon. I hate dust, he said in parentheses. <laughs> Do 10 battles in Go Battle League. I haven't played since Great League was in rotation. I haven't played since last season. <laughs> you shouldn't brag about that, Kyle. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never, I've never touched it. I'm completely inept at PvP. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 90 plus kilometers for next fall fitness challenge check. Oh, man. What do you, you go. do when you hit? 100 with this this escalation can you maintain it he's got competition i will say there are some people that consistently do 100 plus a week yeah yeah yep 20 plus shiny charmanders Ooh, yes that is a good goal you can do it new buddy shiny 69 percent iv charizard nice but is this assuming your best buddy lavatar is going to be done or are you going to start doing them at the same time i mean you can but he didn't put Best Buddy Lavatar on this list. That's true. I, I mean, the first the first set of goals, he said, you know, Best Buddy Lavatar ongoing. <laughs> so just, yeah. Well, thanks for another episode, fellas. Shiny vibes all. Mitch cooks gravy. Harry. <laughs> he gave us all those names. I'm going to I'm going to list them every time. Did, it's it's, it's important. It's important. <laughs> Uh, as always, I'm kind of blown away by Mitch's goals every time. The 300 purified by next week, he did that as of last episode, 300. And then 333 up and coming. That means that Justice has 321, so they're neck and neck. Wow, that's exciting. Again, you guys don't have to do this. You know that, right? It's okay. Yeah, like, guys, 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 please. Think of the stardust. put the purifier down and back away slowly. Stardust, yeah. <laughs> Let the stardust go. 
But anyway, yes, thank you for the email, Mitch. If you, dear listener, have an email you'd like to send, just like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Again, the number is 262-586-7717. Visit our website, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Twitter is our most active social media account. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. Support us on Patreon. That's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash GoCast Podcast, where the lowest level tier of $1 a month gets you access to our best perk, which is the Discord. That's patron exclusive. Come on in. It's awesome. We'd love to have you and uh, just hang out and stuff. And we're doing fun events. We're doing this, this fitness challenge for fall. It's a lot of fun stuff. And I keep forgetting to say it, but. But, but, but Kyle and I do stream on Twitch. <laughs> I keep forgetting <laughs> to mention this. On Mondays, I do an art-based stream on se- at 7.30 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv forward slash gocastpodcast. I uh, do some Pokemon Fusions. We've been doing some Inktober stuff this month, although I'm really behind. I got to get caught up. But on Thursdays, Kyle and I do stream together at the same Twitch address. I guess URL. I don't know how to say that. Is, is, is URL or say address? What's appropriate nowadays? Doesn't matter. Twitch.tv forward slash GoCast podcast. Same time even. 7.30 p.m. Central time. We're working through Crystal right now. Although I think we got maybe one, maybe two more streams in us. It looks like it's one. It'll be finished with Crystal. And then we can repivot and talk about Generation 3, baby. Woo. Toot, toot yeah you excited about that that's your favorite generation isn't it kyle yes yeah buddy yeah buddy but anyway backing it back up to patreon really quick shout out to our elite level trainers who have supported the show thank you so much to cyprian Bo, daniel zek walker splinteris andrew chad robert Lori, and john special special thank you to all of you for your increased level of patronage thank you for your generosity okay kyle only one thing left to do and there's yep. no way around it Let's yep. set some goals. Shiny goals for Charmander community today before I forget, because I know you remembered, but I'm saying it out loud for me. Um, 20 or more. Okay. Also, 20 plus. 20 plus. Also 500,000 Stardust. Oh, okay. I guess for the, for the three times. Yep. And shiny Giratino, because I have until Friday, I think. I don't remember. Okay. Shiny Giratino. So those three? Nothing those else? Those three. Those three. Okay. For myself, I'm doing some similar stuff here. I'm going to do 30 shiny Charmander. I want to hit 1.8 million Stardust. I'm at 1.6. I did some accidental spending this week. Forgot I was trying to hoard it. But with this three times Stardust, I should be able to hit 1.8, hopefully more than that. And then I want to hatch nine strange eggs by the time we record next. So I have at least one batch to kind of give my feedback on. You know, I I mean, I I feel like I should experience it and do it so we can talk about it uh so nine strange eggs is my goal and i'm just going to do three as well but that's the end of the show thank you so much for listening all the way through and we'll catch you in the next one in episode 115 bye-bye bye